Welcome to the Urban Wisdom Podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode and come back often for more tips, techniques, love, and guidance. Hi, everyone. Dana J here with Urban Wisdom, and I've got Tom Garcia again as my guest, and I'm so excited and inspired. Uh, we were just chatting up about our subject, spiritual leadership, and then we started getting into it, and we weren't recording, so here we are starting again, <laughs> or starting for the first time, because you never know what we're going to end up talking about. So, hi, sweetheart. So hey. good you today yeah thank you great to be here with you thank you yeah um so i love where we were starting to go here with it with uh how we don't know that we're actually leaders in the heart or of the heart in our lives and you know i i said you know somebody gave you a beautiful gift when you were 13 of words that came to you from them that were just spot on about you and here you know she was not somebody who walks around saying well i'm a spiritual leader you know and yet we have a lot of people that are claiming that and and there's all these various levels. So I want to, you know, just like leave this subject wide open for us of where we go. Yeah. So um, what, what we were talking about was just never, never knowing how far reaching the effects are that we have on others and that others have on us. Um, you know, I use this, this, this notion of how we intersect in our, in, in our lives with others, um, oftentimes at the at the moment, not realizing the impact. And then you said um, it's unclaimed <laughs> that the idea that we we haven't claimed that that we make an impact on other people. Yeah. Recently, how that showed up for me is um, realizing that one conversation can have a lasting impact on somebody. And being aware, like I'm, I'm, I'm more aware of that now than I've ever been, that I could have one conversation and that one conversation could change everything for them. Yeah. And for me, because I'm equally impacted by that kind of connection. Absolutely. I, I, and I feel that way with my divine connection. That literally, when I'm finished meditating, or the energy just finishes then yeah. i like i'm not the same person that sat down to meditate yes yeah how different that you know the difference makes for me what well, just reminded me too of um you know after i've meditated in the morning i'll often sit with my journal sometimes i, I go right into i like start to work on something and then i stop I just close my eyes and I realize I'm not done yet. And then I reach for my journal. I don't know what I'm going to write. I just know that it's my journal's got something to say, you know, it's like that. Right. And then I open it and it's just like that with the conversation, you know, the conversation that, that occurs in my journal as though I'm being spoken to sets me up for something. 
you know, sets me up for a profound day or for the next stretch, whatever the next stretch brings, you know. I, I actually believe that might be true for a lot of people. Um, because when I, in my early days, I journaled a lot. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I had a lot to say and no one to talk to that would hear what I had to say, like, oh, really? You know, mostly it was a lot of sarcasm that I got instead of real genuine interest. And so it shut me down. And so I went to my journal and I talked there. And I, I believe what you just said is accurate, very accurate for a lot of people that when you're connected to, to the writing, the visceral experience of writing your thoughts in your heart and maybe your innermost deepest things that you would never say to other people, that it, it profoundly gives you a pathway that you wouldn't have if you didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, would have that pathway and you know without it it's just like for me that evolved into meditation and because I feel heard with my divine when I'm meditating I, I do seven minutes or so of communicating with my divine my real person divine it's alive and then I go into the light or quiet or silence or, or you know whatever is there for me that day and that profoundly changes me. And I know the difference because of one, I remember one time recently I said, no, I'm not going to meditate today. And who, by the middle of the day, I was like, oh, I should have meditated today. Bad choice. <laughs> oh, not a good choice. <laughs> That's interesting because I, I don't really consider myself a good meditator. Like there's no way I could sit for an hour. Maybe I could you know, half an hour, an hour, um, when I'm really, I know when I'm really, uh, dropped in, I, I, I will sit for almost that long, but generally speaking, it's a roughly seven minute, you know, time out with myself. Yeah. But then the thing about the journaling that's, that's interesting is my journal speaks to me. Like I'm, you know, as though I'm being spoken to, I don't know if we talked about that before. It's a, it's a different, it's a flip. Yeah. I used to be the one telling my journal what for, you know, right. That now it talks to me and says this morning, <laughs> it said a word with you in parentheses. Like we want to have a word with you wow. and all it said was a word with you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very personal. Yeah. Very personal. Very personal. Yeah, and it and it it profoundly changes you when you know that you're being gotten like that, you're being heard, you're being yeah. connected to like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a reminder that to say you you are guided. You are guided. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah. No. So let's draw a conclusion here, or 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 a a diversity. That diversity, I think, is more appropriate for, for where I'm going with this question, is what is the difference between a spiritual leader, like someone who's, you know, up on stage and lecturing and workshopping and, and talking to people based on spirituality, 
versus someone who is in a sacred relationship with the, their divine, their spirit, and they're just walking, talking that leadership in life. Yeah. Well, if you're asking me, I am I, asking you. <laughs> what occurs to me is that it, it, it may be nothing more than a difference of intention. For example, someone who's on a stage or who's speaking to, who has a following, um, it may very well be that, that their intention is to reach people like that. Whereas someone who's, I mean, and we know lots of people, you and I both, and I, I'm sure people who are listening, those who are like, have every bit as much to say, but are very unassuming and quiet and just move about their lives doing their work. Yeah. Not, and no, no um, fanfare about them, you know. That was what I had in mind when I named this channel Urban Wisdom. Yes. Yeah. I, get it. I, I realized through my life, even short encounters have touched me in ways that, like you said, when we started, profoundly affected me. And it's something that I've carried with me for instance uh in the early days god I, I just was really young it seemed like you know or maybe innocent i don't know i this one circle i was in the this woman said to everyone you know the slower you go the faster you get there hmm. and i thought well that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard you know, in my consciousness at the time, I was like, there's no effing way that I could even understand what that means. <laughs> and then, doggone it, do you know that phrase stuck with me throughout my life and I kept trying to understand what that meant until one day I was in the experience of it. Yeah. That you know, that, that's river wisdom too, amongst the rafting crowd. Slow is fast and fast is slow. Uh-huh. Take your time, move, move steadily and and with certainty as you're doing things. So there's no slip, no incident, no accident. You know, pay attention. I think it's oh, pay attention. I didn't know that. I believe that it might be from some great authority you know that that said that but i don't know who said yeah, it a river some guy in the river just found out you know what you try to go fast and you're going to get in trouble so just slow it down and you're going to get there quicker right and and this was you know a, a spiritual group that i was in and uh, how many times are we in you know we hear phrases like that that we don't understand and that really continue to impact us through our lives until we do have the understanding of it. And there's some sort of like, oh my God, I finally got that. Yeah. You know, it, it felt so good. Yeah. Well, I think um, along the topic that we've been talking about, you know, this notion of spiritual leadership and it can be like that. You know, we could just spit those words out and it might mean different things for different people, like someone who has 
authority and a following and a voice like that. And then how it's occurred for me is um, a deeply personal experience of my own authority, yeah. my own voice and trusting that, not my ego's voice, my own voice that it wells up from within me and guides me in my daily affairs to the extent that I surrender to it, you know, and, and give myself over to its guidance. Yeah. Yeah. You're somebody who really is a great example of that. And it, you know what? Thank you. And it's humbling at the same time, you know, like, I'm like, Oh boy, <laughs> you know, you don't walk around with a badge, you know, like little pin saying spiritual leader on it, you know, um, it's being led, you know, allowing your life, allowing yourself to be led by your spirit and following that. That is no easy task. That takes a lifetime of just work and diligence and devotion. That's exactly where I was thinking uh, along the same lines. It, it takes so much. Uh, it's uh, practice is even a very small word compared to, you know, what you actually do. Yeah said commitment devotion mm -hmm. you know you're benedicting you're giving yourself the benediction of life yes. to be yourself and be your own leader not that you want to have the outcome of having followers but you just have the outcome of surrendering every day to yeah. be a leader again in that moment of your life That's profound what you just said. And it just, what struck me too was this notion of God's plan. Uh -huh. What is God's plan? Right. You know, I've been, both of us, we've been longtime students of the course, of A Course in Miracles. And um, I, I wrote this out and highlighted it in my book. It said, God's plan. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Stand by. I'm standing by. Right. I'm a little bit open to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the big voice. Yes. And the big word in A Course in Miracles is willingness. Are you but willing? a little willingness? Just a little. It really emphasizes a little willingness because the ego wants to get in there and add its. Part. yeah more you know and yeah. the, the holy spirit says thank you but i just need a little willingness we'll take it from here you know? <laughs> that's what i love we'll take it from here if you yeah. just will let go of that rope <laughs> yeah yeah you know for anybody who's listening that would be interested there are a couple pamphlets i came across recently and i know they've been around one was one is called the song of prayer uh -huh, that's lovely. Uh, prayer, forgiveness, and healing. Yeah. And uh, the other is psychotherapy, practice, purpose, and something like that. But they're both short, and they're, um, my gosh, they summarize the teachings so well. Just boil them down in, in a couple of short pamphlets, booklets. Pamphlets. I have another one for you, if you want to laugh. It's called The Course in Marigolds. <laughs> and it is hilariously right on without making fun of 
or being sarcastic. It is so funny. It's by Michael Stillwater. Michael Stillwater. I knew you. Yes. <laughs> you know, his CD was one of the first, his CD was the first CD I ever purchased. Really? Yeah. A concert with um, the Men's and Women's Club back in, I don't know, 30 plus years ago. Yeah. It left such an impression on me. Yes. I am sustained by the love of God. That was one of his songs that just oh. rang in my in my head throughout my being, you know. Yeah. That is funny. I have chills on my body <laughs> right now thinking of Michael. He's living in Sweden right now, by the way. Oh my. I looked him up after recently I looked him up. I I forget that he was in Sweden. Yeah. Doing good work. Yeah, doing he's good. still doing his uh what does he call it? Something the song something cafe song cafe or something he did one online you know what strikes, what strikes me about that is you know here this man was a talented musician making a difference in the world and um david white a talented poet and writer who does work with corporations and executives you know in in just the the art of awakening and um i'm reminded of of a woman who does knitting, who has a big reach, you know, and is an entrepreneur and another woman who does, who's sewing in the UK that has a, a huge following. And, um, and it's not about sewing or knitting. It's about people recognizing their creative capacity and having and giving themselves permission to be creative and to be engaged in, in a creative way and to be present yeah, yeah. Be i think that's, that is you know a sort of circle back around to um the journaling and meditation it's about being present mm -hmm. you're so present with yourself yeah that your spirit becomes alive within you and then it wants to take you through your day if you're willing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a practice for sure. I mean, anybody who's a seasoned meditator or just one who sits quietly for a little bit each morning or each day knows the difference. Like you said, the difference between the times you do and the times you don't are like night and day practically. And oh, man, you could really tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you do it every day as a practice. Mm -hmm. so just a reminder to everybody, don't miss. Don't miss. It's not it. worth it. You're not going <laughs> to like the results if you miss. Yeah. Oh, flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. Way too long ago, yeah. So um, back to spiritual leadership in that respect, you know, it's staying close to the, to the source of your supply, to the source of your own wisdom you know it's like having it Ooh, that was a little notification Exclamation point. that's a, that's called a sacred notification <laughs> excuse me yeah <laughs> now that's funny but you know what <laughs> i'm with you okay yes what yeah I'm that's how I. That's how I am with fire. That's right. I, um, when I'm when I make a when I go to the 
wood to make a fire, you know, a ceremonial fire. I, I kneel by kneel before it, you know, I'm not worshiping the fire. I'm just engaged with that element in the earth and the air and the spirit, you know, and the water that's in everything, the water that's in my body. And, um, and it helps me to listen, you know, it's mesmerizing. But what I, you know, literally what I want to say about that is when, when this, I hear the sound of the fire, it'll spit and pop or it'll, it'll seem to go out. And then in a moment of clarity or illumination, it comes back up again. And I was yeah. like, oh, let there be light. You it, know? it is definitely like it's talking to you. Yes. And then when it sounds like running water, I don't know, that's a very rare sound. It'll sound like running water. And my head just goes, Ooh. And I, I listened really, I really close that. to it. Wow. So I was, at, I was in the woods. It was on Easter of all days. Out late at the fire. And um, just like that, kneeling very intentionally. I have my journal. I'm just kind of writing what's coming to me. And all of, it's seemingly all of a sudden what dropped in was the question, where have I given away my power? And everything went like still and silent there was no wind the fire was just doing this thing just very gently you know like fire does and then it turned to running water and that's when I listened wow. and you know and what came to me in the answer and I and I'm saying this not just for myself but for all of us who recognize that over the course of our lives by dint of our culture, society, um, you know, like in the guru papers, the authoritarian way that has been handed down generation after generation after generation to subjugate and dominate and, you know, suppress in many ways. And, and we just are born right into it. It's like, where have I given away my power? And I had like, just images came back, memories, flashbacks. And my, my, it, it was like a demand. It said, I want it back. I'm here to take back what's mine, you know, like that. The voice that speaks to me said, you've, all, you've always had your power. It's not left you. You just believe it has. Oh. So it's a process kind of like reclamation, reclaiming, like calling a hawk back to the glove. Right. What's mine, you know? Did you ever see a hawk come to a glove? The leather, you know, the leather glove that these, these, um, I forget what they call them, hawk guys, you know, the hawk goes out and goes hunting and comes back to the glove. And I don't know, it's just a good, a good visual for me. Yeah. Absolutely. So paying attention to these subtle elemental vibrations yeah that's the value that's the value of sitting quietly in meditation is just really getting quiet quiet enough so that the truth can get through you know? absolutely there's a there's a you create like a vacuum in your conscious awareness to really allow something else in other than your own thoughts that, that can take some work. You know, I mean, I, I speak from experience. Absolutely. That, just the work that it can take to 
let my mind, my ego, this, this continually generating meaning of things, habit, you know, to let it go quiet, so right. that I have access to something else. What I have, what I find myself, what I have access to is my deepest, most heartfelt prayers. Yeah. Communication, feeling that clear communication link open between myself and the intelligence that created me. Absolutely. Yeah, I love I love the way you speak about the sacred. Um, I, I think that it's really a missing in our normal everyday conversations. And so I I want to invite you to really do that as much as possible. I mean, that's why I'm drawn to keep inviting you back and for us to keep having a conversation so that we can say something, who knows what it will be, that will be a lasting impression on someone and work in their own system, you know, how a thought, just like I said earlier, the slower you go, the faster you get there. It just kind of worked with me yeah. until it became something alive within me. And so I don't want to be like that person. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for how, how just to, be, to have inspiration happen. Because I know inspiration happens for me every day. Yeah. And when I talk to you, I'm inspired even more. You know, and so I, I just, I just wanted to presence that, that the sacredness of life, you know, never know what's going to come out. Yeah, well, this is a sacred conversation. And for me, um, it's something, you know, so many things, I got to tell you, so many things have come to me while I'm at the fire. These like, oh, I don't know, sacred teachings, wisdom just drops in and then it pops out of my mouth. And one of the things that, that came is that, is that everything is sacred, but we don't often live that way or function that way daily. But just to be present to it's like everything is sacred, especially what's between us as humans. You know, several years ago, I remember it was on the Chinese New Year, and I remember the way the moon seemed to hang in the sky as it was setting. It was February 15th. And um, I call, I've ever since called this my encounter with nature because I was at the fire and, you know, very quiet and um, thinking I'm going to go home. I'm just going to go in. It's cold. It's late. And the fire was burning this sort of like just sputtering, you know, and I took my poker and I poked at it. And it whooshed at me in this big flame and it stood me right up and I was wide awake and I'm like, okay, looking around, what's going on here? And this is, I, this is very metaphorical, but I say the fire spoke to me and it said, you want to know who I am. And it was not a question. And I remember like, I'm looking left, looking right, like, wh where do I go? Because there's nowhere to go. Do I go home, running home, you know? Know, through the woods, run home and burst in the front door with my eyes wide open and to greet my wife, you know, it's like that wasn't going to happen. So I just stayed put and it said it again, you want to know who I am. 
and I and I said, okay, who are you? And I have my journal open, and I I journaled it all down, and it is essentially said, I'm just going to paraphrase some of the things it said, and it's really very interesting. It said, I own this place, which I understood to mean it owned the, the entire reality in which I was in, the air, the earth, everything. And it said, I see you walk my land, you take my trees, you drink my water, you breathe my air, thank you will do. And, I'm, and I was like, Okay, I understood in that moment the power of gratitude. Absolutely. The power of gratitude for everything. Now, just an aside, I go to a, a mountain stream, a mountain, it's a, there's a pipe in a wall in the mountains north of our home. And I go there, I've been going there for years to get our water. It's pure, clear spring water. And I bring, I bring that water home and that's what we drink. But after that experience, now, when I go to that spring, I always make a tobacco offering and say thank you and say a prayer. And sometimes I'll stay long and long enough and listen to the water because the water, you know, a babbling brook is called a babbling brook for a reason because <laughs> you know, it's talking. I mean, you hear voices in the water. And so it's, you know, it's thank you will do. And because of, I think, because of my way, you know, I use tobacco and sage and sweetgrass to make offerings. It said, tobacco, sage, and sweetgrass, these are my currency. So make your offerings. Wow. And your prayers are my language. So speak your prayers. And it went on to say other things, too, that were very much like, I felt like Moses, you know, Ten Commandments, like burning bush. It said, one of the things, though, it said is take care of my creations, especially each other. And it just... Wow open something up for me that's only in, been enriched in, in the years since then of how I embrace other people and how I appreciate what's around me in my world, in my life, the things I previously would have taken for granted. Yeah. You know? Wow. It is, it's very special when that happens, but I will say, and I will say, it happens when you have sacredness as your context in life. The thing that you live in is magnetized to you and it, you know it starts to create a vibration around you. And so you actually, you know, you're a leader in that moment in your life with the elements who are the leader of your life. And it's kind of a, you're the leader, but you're in the leadership of the elements. And I feel the same with the water. Yeah. The water does that for me. I, I am it when I go in, no matter if it's a pool or it's the ocean or it's the rain, it doesn't matter. The water and I communicate and it's sometimes with words but mostly with feelings and and the vibration I can feel the vibration it just you know and people can see it you know they don't know me here so when they when I'm walking next or near them and they whip their head around I'm like 
they felt something coming. <laughs> you might even feel a little wet, a little wetness when you go by. Sprinkling <laughs> on it. Oh, yeah. My wife is like that too. She's very much a water element person, very emotional and not emotional, like, you know, upsetting, crying like that, but just strong emotion. Sensitive. Yeah. Strong. yeah. And then here I am more fire. You're the earth man with the fire. Yeah. Fire for sure. Fire, yeah. But there's something to be said for taking the time to connect elementally like that. Um, we're so well insulated from nature. Look at you, you're in your box over there and I'm in a box over here. Yeah. And outside is, you know, it's the wind and the cold and whatever's happening. Yeah. And we, we rarely really are exposed to the full force of nature, unless it's, you know, like a hurricane or a tornado or a really hard rainstorm or snowstorm. Um, we're pretty well protected, well insulated. Yeah. So I consider, I, I call it exposing myself to the elements when I go out. Or, you know, there are some people that do live outdoors. People who choose that as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even, even here in Florida, there's uh, more outdoor living than indoor living. Every home, not every home, a lot of homes have that outdoor space where you spend more time Yeah. outdoors. Like you have the fire right outside your door. And yeah. I mean, you walk to it, uh, uh, you know, it's not right outside your door, but <clears throat> it's there. And I think that speaks to a lot of us as we yearn for that we crave that the elements that are really more natural for us, organic for us, come in to our home space, into our box yeah. and fill it up with, I mean, I, I leave a door open almost all day long here and I love it. You know, I just love, cause the weather will change, Yeah. you know, and I get to be, part of that change yeah 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 i call it bringing the outside in and obviously i, I mean anybody with a green thumb plants everywhere flowers my wife's like that also just flowers everywhere and um you know i like to bring rocks in the house they have you know candles and fire and pieces of wood and feathers feathers everywhere just bringing the outside in i think it's it's a it's a blessing especially in a place that you're in such as you're in where the, you can open, keep your doors open and there's like this free flow between the outer and the inner. You know, you have yeah. your outside patio is considered part of your space. Yeah. Almost year round, right? Almost year round. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when it's raining, I'm out there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Just walking yeah. in. I remember one time when I lived in Hawaii, uh, I, I was taking the bus around. I didn't have a car yet. And I was, so I was taking the bus and I went out. I went, uh, oh, I went to see a movie. And then uh, while from the walk from the bus stop to the movie theater, I got drenched in a downpour. 
absolutely. I was wearing this long dress and every inch of it was sopping wet. I go into the movie, two hours later, I walk out, I'm totally dry. Totally dry. It started raining again, drenched. I get on the bus, the bus drives. By the time I got home off the bus, dry again. It was like, what is going on here? You know, I mean, in California, if you get wet and drenched like that, you have to get into a spin cycle and dry yourself off. <laughs> There's no way you would dry in, you know, just that short of a time. So I thought that was pretty amazing. I, I'm not sure what that means or why I'm bringing that up, but I just think that I, it's one of the phenomenons that I live with where my day, I say my day is a living miracle because all day long I'm witnessing these things that happen that come, you know, come into my space and, and leave my space and then go leave me wondering like, well, that happened. Yeah. Wonder what? No, don't have to know what that means. It just, that's something that happened. That was pretty darn cool. <laughs> well, that's the point right there. Not necessarily having to completely understand or deconstruct a thing just accept it yeah grace you know and gratitude yeah yeah you know it's something it's something that uh i've practiced for a long time and uh oftentimes after something strange like that happens and my mind would go oh, that was so strange or you know it'd be really sarcastic like that uh instead I just go, oh, well, that happened. Okay, thank you. And then later, I get a clarity about why that happened. Uh, it just, it just happens. You know, there was some like, I don't know, inspiration or something where the voice you listen to, or the feeling you listen to says, that happened because you needed to see la la la, whatever it is. I think that's a function of awareness also where in, I can think to my days when I was less aware, you know, the, the, the separation between something happening and the understanding of why it happened seemed very far apart and I didn't make the connection, but yeah. as I've gotten older and hopefully wiser, I start to see cause and effect, question, answer, problem, solution like that together. And it's like, to be aware like that, something happens and I understand why. Yeah. You know, like if there's an occurrence in, in my life or in anyone's life, they have something occur and they, um, they recognize the cause. That's really powerful to see the cause. It is. Without separating them out and then not understanding why things seem to happen to me because I don't understand that I'm the cause. Right. <laughs> putting, it, putting it together not in a judgmental way, but just to, to, as an awareness, like, okay, I have a choice. You know, I can, I can change. Absolutely. Well, just becoming aware of something like that is change. Yeah. It's like you yeah. can't be the same person. Yeah. You know, it's when you see it. And I love your analogy of the hands showing separation and, and, and together or, non-separation because that's that's the way i've shown as a reiki master people how we live in spirit this way 
And in one second, we could be here. We could be a little bit separated mm -hmm. and not having total awareness. Not that we have to, but it, that is what, that's what's available is yeah. the, the ability to be aware in this moment and this moment and this moment. It is available and it's actually more available now than ever before. Yeah. Yep, I think you're right. And one of the things that I've been, I've come to an awareness of for myself, it seems like in recent weeks, it's like this um, measure of compassion for my less awake times versus my more awake times, you know, to be, to not judge myself so harshly, but to recognize it's just my humanity, you know, it's just the way I've been wired for all these years. And thank, thank God for the awakened times, you know, or the more awake times. Right. And I'm like, thank God. A lot to be for. Yeah. And so this, what we're talking about is spiritual leadership. Well, there's one more element I want to throw in too that occurred to me and it's in the realm of judgment. Now everybody's aware of what judgment is and, you know, we have judging for or against, you know, as a discernment, but also judging each other, judging ourselves. And um, something, something happened that just snapped me around, around judgment. And what I, I say, the voice that speaks to me, what the voice that speaks to me said was, uh, stop it, withhold your judgment. It, it'll, it'll get you in trouble every time. So just before it starts, stop it before it starts. So you don't even go there. And it's as simple as not even going so far as to say the thing that might be judgmental, but just simply to hold it, you know, to hold it back. They're saying it and then calling it back, but it's not that. It's just, just to withhold it and recognize it's just something I made up that I'm pretty sure I don't want to give time and energy to because we don't have that much time left to spend, <laughs> you know, and then there's something you defend or, you know, find allies to support. And then that's a disservice to anybody that you're calling in to support your argument, whatever that might be. It's just sort of this, this journey around this whole notion of judgment. And just to say, um, you know, it's not yours anyway. Yeah. Not your job. And you know, the you job. know the difference. Yeah. You know, the difference between a judgment that is harms you or someone else and one that is discerning for you. Yeah. There's a big difference there. Yeah. You know it. And so the ones you're speaking of that you stop, you choose to stop are the ones that are harming you or someone else. Yeah. Well, if it's harming somebody else, it's harming me. Absolutely. You know, like that, to be aware of that. It's like, oh boy, well, I don't want to harm myself, you know, <laughs> let alone somebody else. And it, but it just goes hand in hand like that. And it didn't stop it before it slips in through the cracks, you know, yeah. plug up those, those holes. Yeah. And, and be gent gentler with. Loving. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is how I, I teach myself how to love myself all day long stopping those thoughts <laughs> just put the brakes on them and it's not even like an effort to keep the thoughts out it's just 
don't go there. Withdraw the energy from exactly. them. Exactly. It, it, that is awareness. Mm -hmm. That is awareness that you could be conscious of a thought as it's a, arising within you and then say, consciously aware, eh, no, you stop it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, the thing that had happened was with my son, he, he'd sent something about this podcast he was listening to about breathing and these different things about breathing. And me being Mr. Wise Guy, sarcastically sent all these, this message back to him about breathing. Well, what a, what a novel idea. I think I'll try it. Is it now, is that in and out or left nostril, right nostril? I mean, it is, and he's like, geez, dad, what, is this like your five minutes of stand up or something? And I was like, oh, gee. am I, have I gotten too old and crotchety or what? You know, now I'm a know-it-all boot. I'm going to slap my son down for expressing as it turned out, it was really a very interesting concept that he was sharing about it. But I, you know, and then I, I, I woke up to it the next day and I'm like, I got, got to call him and apologize. So I called him and apologized and he just laughed. He goes, oh, you know, no big deal. But the point, the case in point here is the energy that it took, you know, the realization and then the, uh, and then I got to call him and, you know, how many times do you want to do that in a day, you know? <laughs> Oh my God, you're way so funny. I mean, talk about the ironies of life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're so hilarious. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Crazy. That was a good one, Tom. Yeah. But I'm, you know, so here we are on topic. Um, spiritual leadership can be as just as innocuous and mundane as that. Yeah. You know, catching yourself whether before the fact or after the fact. Yeah. So that you can just stay clean. Yeah. You know, so that we can get our work done. Yeah. We're here to do and make the difference we came here to make, whatever, whatever that is, you know, to be, to be a clear and open vessel so that we can be guided to what that is, told what that is, shown. Yeah. What that is, you know, and certainly judgments, cloud the, the the vision they they get in the mix and you can't you can't see it yeah i i remember when i did the forum years ago with um you know on warner's teachings yeah and um the one thing the phrase make a difference mm -hmm. me came out of that work sure yeah make a difference and uh it drove me you know, it drove me, but it wasn't a good drive for me because mm -hmm. it matched my level of awareness that was unconscious, that was always driving me to do something better and, you know, to be better than I, than I thought I was because my, my thoughts for myself, obviously, were that I wasn't good enough, you yeah. know, and I had to fix that for God's sakes, you know, and exactly true for God's sake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And um, when you just said it just now to see what kind of, you know, a difference we can make, I got, wow, you know, people are making a difference all day long. They don't have to try mm -hmm. any, just 
being who they are, the way they are, without changing. But see, but what we've been conditioned with, I believe, is very strong conditioning around that something is inherently wrong and that we do have to change. Mm -hmm. And I stand for now in this time, I wanted people to know there is nothing wrong and never has been anything wrong. We just haven't realized it. And now that we can, we can open up the space to realize there's nothing wrong. Just let that work with you. There's nothing wrong in the world around you. It's not your fault. Everything that happens to you is not all your fault. I mean, you know, I don't want to make too general a statement like that, but I am saying that. And at the same time, just being, breathing, receiving, living the way you are and what you do and the, what your choices are, you're the only judge about all of it. Yeah. You're the only one, you know, it, and so I see just go out. Don't, don't make a difference. Be who you are makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing, there's nothing more to do that who you are is enough sufficient. These are, you know, what we're talking about are conversations that, that come cycling around for me and is, is a, as a wisdom teaching for, for myself, if you will, and then to share with my own children and, and the people in my world close to me, but yeah. then out from there also. Yeah. That we, have, we have everything we need. And really the only work isn't to, to go out and get something we don't have or to, yeah. to fulfill us or make us whole and complete, but to remove the blocks to our awareness of what we do have. Yes. Who we truly are to just simply remove those obstacles to that awareness yeah i think that's that's probably a universal teaching if you you could read it in other faiths other disciplines yeah the world over it's true you know one of the things that i love about my teacher in india is that he says he makes these statements you know it's profound wisdom and then he says let that become your experience. Yeah. Contemplate on it. Yeah. And then just let it become your experience. And, and then I look on, on the other level, is that who I am? Or is that who I, my illusion of myself is making me to be? Ah, now I've taught myself. The illusion of myself wants me to do everything my teacher says. And that's not, there's no right or wrong here. It's just a question that, that comes up so that I can start to see, well, am I being me or am I being an illusion of myself or am I being, you know, something that I aspire to? It's right. just all so interesting. But the teacher inside of me wants to wants me to know that whatever I choose in any every moment isn't a container. It's just wide open energy. So just choose for the moment. 
and be yeah. wide open energy. You know, there's no trying to achieve anything. There's just what you're doing. Yeah, of your own accord. Yeah. Similarly, what you're saying, I was thinking about this this morning about, um, you know, part of what what calls me to the woods and calls me to the fire is just that opportunity to be alone for an extended period of time. It's better than meditating for me because I'm so absorbed in the experience of, of what I'm, of this laying out an altar, building the fire, kneeling down, opening my journal, feeling the wind, feeling the heat of the fire like that. And, um, and being present to something other than all those other voices, even the good ones that are telling you good stuff that we might want to aspire to, to get free of all that. It takes a little, it takes a bit to get free of it enough so yeah. that I'm connecting to my, what I feel strongly is my own source of wisdom. Now it might say the same things, it might be in alignment or parallel or whatever, but that's that's less important than the fact that it's that it feels authentically my own, right. to the greatest extent that I can experience it as that, yeah. and think myself maybe somewhat independent of every other thought and opinion that's crossed my mind. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just this place, I, this sort of zone that you want to stay. I want to stay in for a while, not not leave. Like when it's time to go in from the fire, I never want to go in. I always want, I'm like a little kid that wants to stay out for another half an hour. Yeah. An hour or until the sun, you know, until it gets dark, you know, when the sun goes down, when the street lights come home, come on. Yeah. Time to come home. Yeah. 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 To be in that zone. It's a playful zone, you know, almost. It is. It is. And I love that you're saying that. And, and I wanted to presence this you know, this part of, of this discussion we're having about spiritual leadership, because, you know, it, there's no degree, you know, as an intelligence or knowledge for it, for being a spiritual leader, when you're truly just being who you are, uh, taking away the veils that have been laid on you throughout your life in conditioning and concepts that we make up and, and all of that. And so any um, anything experience that we have, including traumas that we have in our life, and mm -hmm. I've had my share, I've had yeah. my share, just like everyone. Um, once you're past the trauma of it and the emotion, you can just look at it as if you're above looking down at the orchestration of how it came together for you to experience and have an experience. And sure enough, there's some gold in there. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a gold in there that you, that's going to take you further in your life. Yeah. You know, when I bring people to the fire, whether individually or in small groups, which I do, both in addition to enjoying being there just alone it's to help people when when things like that come up memories of unpleasant memories or trauma or just some of the difficulties of life 
is to help them to be able to do just like you said, you know, to step back, actually say that, step back and come up a little bit just so you can get some distance between yourself and this and whoever's the you that's having these thoughts and get a perspective like, like isn't that interesting over there, you know? Yeah. Just to create a little bit of separation. Yeah. There's um, definitely an orchestration that happens there, and divine has never left you to be without. Yes. Yeah. You didn't get left. You you weren't left outside the circle. No. Or as my mom used to say, you weren't behind the door when God was handing out brains. I had to what, say when I was taking a drink of water, <laughs> that would make me laugh. <laughs> but it's to say, you know, you weren't you weren't behind the door when 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 God was gathering His children around. You know, you didn't get left out. And um, I think that's a strong. Uh, sometimes I think I gather there's a strong sense of that out there in the larger world of. Um, somehow I got left out. I'm bereft, you know. Yeah. And I just want to disabuse people of that notion, yeah. not all the way take it away from them, but just help them to, you know, get some distance between that thought and or that idea, that way of believing in your life. Absolutely, we can always have compassion for that thought that keeps you small. Yeah. Like you like having compassion for every thought that you have mm -hmm. that judges you. Yeah. 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 You That's remember Louie, Louie from our years ago in the, the men's and women's clubs. Yeah. Say something to the effect that that you do to yourself worse than anybody could ever do to you, just in the conversation that you have with yourself. Right. He used to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he used to say, I, I'm a thousand times, I do a thousand times more that you can do. Uh, now it, it's in that here. Later. It won't come out of my mouth. <laughs> It'll come later. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But anyway, you, you get the gist of what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, sweetheart, do you have anything else you would like to say to wrap up this conversation? I think this has been great. Just remember you are loved. Remember you Trust are loved. that you are loved. That one I got That's from- That's what he used to say. Trust you are loved. Trust that you are loved. Trust that you are loved. That is a tall one. Yep. Trust that you are loved. God bless Louie. Yeah. Louis Epstein. Louis Epstein. So, love, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I feel full and inspired. Yeah. Well, till next time. Until next time. Who knows what we'll come up with next time? No, we'll just continue the conversation. Absolutely. It is one continuum. Thank you so much. Ah, thank you. Have a wonderful evening. You as well. So many blessings. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And 
share. Please share with your friends this episode if you found it valuable and subscribe to my podcast channel. This is One Heart Mission to serve humanity and our earth as victorious through the education of consciousness, peace, sacred living, and sustainability. God bless you.